0: Hi there, I'm Ange McCormack, the host of Schwartz Media's daily news show, 7am. This is The Weekend Read. Every fortnight on the show, we feature the best writing in Australia, read to you by the people who wrote it. A clinic inside Melbourne's Royal Women's Hospital is quietly changing lives through the power of tattoos. The combined breast service offers breast reconstruction, including making nipples anew with tattoo ink. It's an offering that empowers breast cancer patients and survivors who often grapple with accepting their new chests. Today on the show, writer Catherine Wilson with her piece from a recent issue of The Monthly. Catherine will read her story Making a Point after a short conversation. Kath, how did you come across this nurse-led tattoo clinic in Melbourne, which offers nipple tattoos for breast cancer patients?
1: I came across it through uh, the nurse involved, Jenny Langdon, who I met through my cousin. And like a lot of nurses, um, she was very grounded and had infinite resources of compassion. And she showed me what she did on her phone And it was astounding because these nipples, obviously de-identified, were indistinguishable from real nipples. Yeah, right. Um, Sometimes they had a surgically sculpted nipple, but sometimes she used this 3D technique that made it look absolutely real. But what got me really interested in the story was when she told me that women were opting after they'd had mastectomies to have nipples that they didn't have before. Mm. They were making different choices and they were actually more comfortable with their new nipples than their old in some cases. And I thought that was really interesting and it took me on a deep dive.
0: Yeah, right. Why do you think that is? Was it, is it just the process of having to be forced to think about their nipples in a new light because they have this opportunity, I guess, to change how they look?
1: Look, I I think nipples are culturally sanctified, they're fetishized, they're censored or they're censured. <laughs> and a lot of us are taught not to accept our nipples as they are. I mean, uh, you would think that um, with so much uh, sexualization in our culture, that uh, there'd be a lot of exposure, so to speak. But um, during my research, I found that that exposure is actually very narrow. It's actually sensorial. It, it, in popular culture, you only get a certain type of nipple exposed. And so I think many women who struggle to accept their bodies, the post mastectomy new nipple gives them a chance at last to conform to expectations. Mm.
0: And it's interesting seeing tattoos in this context, because tattoos are, are usually, you know, purely f- for a, a choice to sort of embellish the body, but this is an opportunity to bring something. It's, it's more, it serves more of a, a purpose, I suppose. It's
1: more of a normalising
0: thing yeah. rather than
1: um, a distinguishing
0: thing. Yes, These, it's about fitting in rather than right. standing
1: out. That's exactly right. And Jenny herself had had no ink
0: Mm. So that was interesting. <laughs> clean
1: skin. <laughs> She's a clean skin, but she um, she was nonetheless very skilled. Mm. Yeah.
0: And what was it like meeting someone like Jenny and being in that clinic environment? Can you tell me about that?
1: Well, before I went into the environment, um, I spoke with a lot of women who had either opted not to have uh, new nipples or who had mastectomies. And so before I went in, I was kind of informed in a a way that showed me that body disfigurement wasn't the only grief that women were suffering when when their breasts were removed. Um, It went far deeper than that. And something that didn't actually make it into the piece um, that I found is that to many women, um, nipples are like psychic portals. <laughs> um, we think of, uh, especially for mothers, mm. so we think of breastfeeding as a one-way process, but recent science has found that it's actually two-way. So it's a way that the baby can, on the rhythmic offbeat of suckling, uh, the nipple draws saliva back in and the breast interprets that saliva. And so it, it changes the recipe of the milk accordingly. So mm-hmm. um, according to the baby's immune logical needs. And so mm. scientists think, well, this is influencing the whole epigenetic lineage. Um, and so many, many mothers actually report a psychic connection with their babies. As soon as your baby starts crying, your, your nipples harden and, um, and, you know, and your milk's let down and there's mm. that kind of reaction. So I'd spoken to a lot of those women who whose grief was well beyond just, um, body disfigurement whose grief was mm. something far more primal um and so when i went in you know it was a really um almost a sacred space in there it was a place with a lot of gravitas because these women were the survivors where mm. many other women were lowered into graves and so it really was a place where women had to feel cared for. I mean, it's brutal. Uh, uh, Breast cancer surgery is brutal. And it, it was such a loving environment. It was intensely
0: moving. Kath, thanks so much for your piece and I look forward to hearing you read it. Thank you. Coming up after the break, Catherine Wilson will read Making a Point.
1: The Saturday Paper's food editors are some of the country's leading chefs, including Andrew McConnell, Otama Carey, David Moyle, and Karen Martini. Let them guide your cooking when you sign up to Schwartz Media's free weekly newsletter, The Food. It features the latest recipe from The Saturday Paper, along with a selection of seasonal dishes suitable for all cooks. Subscribe today at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. Making a point. In a soft-furnished clinic within Melbourne's Royal Women's Hospital, a revival is underway for the first things most of us put in our mouths. Here, nipples are being made anew. We do around ten a fortnight, says tattoo artist Jenny Langdon. A neat blonde woman, whose own skin is devoid of ink, Langdon works most days as a plastics clinical nurse consultant next door at the Royal Melbourne. But on Thursdays, she works at Australia's first nurse-led nipple tattoo clinic. The clinic is the last stop for many breast cancer patients. It's a long journey from diagnosis to this point, says Langdon, whose plain speaking warmth feels like a hug. It's a beautiful, calming environment, not controlled by doctors, I encourage women to think of it as a day spa experience. They really enjoy the learning through the day, the testing of the colours and the choices. If you work outside medicine, it's hard to look at a post-mastectomy chest without being mindful of the tangle of cultural meanings bared before you. At once sanctified, fetishised and shamed, female nipples are almost painfully intimate yet also political. On most social media platforms, they're censored unless pathologized. Post-disease nipple reconstructions are permitted, while intact healthy nipples remain taboo. Seeking to redress this, the global lactivist and free-the-nipple movements are likened to other equality struggles, but they don't speak for all women. As countless documentaries show us, Central Australian desert women routinely go about their business with nipples freely exposed. During successive outback visits, royals reportedly watched a welcoming dance from several elderly bare-chested Aboriginal women. It's a tireless imperial trope, the white civilised spectator gazing at the black naked savage. Outside medical clinics, women who uncivilise their nipples endure less privileged Westminster rituals. This year, three women aged 69 to 74 were charged with indecent behaviour for bearing theirs at South Australia's Tour Down Under as they protested the cycling event's gas company sponsorship. In Perth, 29-year-old activist Tash Peterson endured arrests, fines and court hearings for exposing hers at vegan demonstrations, even as male demonstrators exposed theirs with impunity. Activists now print male nipples on stickers so women can paste them over theirs. At a Sydney pool last summer, non-binary neighbor's actor Kathleen Ebbs was ordered to cover up because children were present. Children are probably the only fucking individuals that aren't sexualizing my boobs. Retorted Ebbs, yet toy companies censor nipples. Barbie's trademark plastic boobs may be soup-sized, but they're nippleless, so is one breast fissured with scars belonging to the woman under Langdon's tattoo needle. The breast is constructed from the woman's own fat and skin from a tummy tuck. As if cultural policing of their nipples weren't punishment enough, some of Langdon's patients have had three biopsies, chemo, mastectomy and reconstruction. Some had needles filled with radioactive dye injected through their nipples so a surgeon can see if cancer has reached their lymph nodes. Some have had tissue expanders, fat transfers or implants. Grief about disfigurement can be so powerful that some patients wait for years before receiving new nipples. Some ladies get out of the shower and avoid looking in the mirror, says Langdon. Many are left feeling androgynous and drained of vitality. Nipples are libidinal pathways carrying different facets of femininity and their loss can generate a primal grief for those who've breastfed. Decades after ceasing lactation, some women report their nipples aching when hearing a baby cry. Mama, from which mammal, mummy and mammary are derived, is Latin for breast. Anatomically speaking, the nipple is the rise at the areola's centre. This rise has been a moving target for bra designers whose patents describe concealing, depressing, shielding or protruding the nipples, depending on how their markets moralise them. One manufacturer specialises in protruding designs that make you look cold while feeling hot. Cold and warm areolas behave differently, so Langdon must approximate a size, shape and texture somewhere in between, mindful to match the patient's native breast. The patient under her tattoo needle already has a nipple surgically sculpted into her breast, but on patients for whom this isn't possible, Langdon uses a trompe l'oeil technique that gives a convincing illusion of a 3D rise. She employs a layering technique to depict Montgomery glands, the bumps on the areola that can make each pair of breasts look like sisters, not twins. These glands, which lubricate breastfeeding, are named after an Irishman. The shoe heart incision, fallopian tubes, Braxton-Hicks contractions, the caesarean section, the Douglas pouch behind the uterus, all are commensurate with a tradition in which women's anatomies served as frontier territories on which men memorialised their names. Plastic surgery remains dominated by male surgeons, with mostly women as their patients. The Royal Women's now has more female surgeons, and Dean Trotter, plastic and reconstructive surgical service head, started the Nipple Tattoo Clinic after seeing the success of female nurse-led care models in England. Treasure Chest, a Melbourne-based volunteer group that raises money to help breast cancer patients, funded the clinic's tattoo equipment, nurse training and rainforest muralled interiors. Women, feel safe here, says Langdon. After informal discussions about their recovery and expectations, nipple colour is the next conversation, and they usually select a hue somewhere on the dusty pink spectrum. Sometimes they choose a colour they didn't have before, says Langdon. Some disliked their post-nursing, ageing breasts and considered their erstwhile nipples too brown. A reconstruction is usually an ideal breast and it's really common to have the native breast also revised to conform to that, says Langdon. When a patient nominated a type of nipple her husband preferred, Langdon replied, what do you want? To help patients decide, Langdon draws an outline on the breast's skin with a lip pencil and mixes and tests pigments. The women feel involved in the experience. They feel empowered. They haven't had a lot of control since their diagnosis. She offers them a circle template. Show me which size you're thinking about, she suggests. Telling me later, I ask this without judgement. Often women choose areola a lot smaller than they need to be. Large ones are culturally censored. An areola reduction is reportedly a rapidly growing cosmetic surgery specialty. A paper in the Journal of Plastic Reconstructive and Aesthetic Surgery, authored by men, finds that in the ideal breast, quote, the proportion of the upper to the lower pole is a 45 to 55 ratio. The angulation of the nipple is upwards and At a mean angle of 20 degrees from the nipple meridian, the upper pole slope is linear or slightly concave, and the lower pole is convex. Deviation from this pattern yields a less attractive breast. The greater the deviation, the less attractive the breast. Outside pathology documentation, few women get to see their own nipple types represented. Topless women, a phrase invoking salaciousness, may be objectified in popular and high cultures, but these remain diversity sensorial. In Australia, for example, the ubiquitous paintings by David Bromley, described by critic Peter Drew as a formula of nudes that seem tailor-made for cashed-up bankers, depict uniformly apex-breasted fashion models. These exemplify a dominant visual culture in which normal breasts, flat, lopsided, billowing, pendulous or tubular, with inverted or bulbous nipples or uneven areola, remain underrepresented, devalued or othered. Studies suggest women with normal breasts can feel freakish, making them self-censor on beaches permitting toplessness. So even real-life exposure becomes mediated. Researchers also dismiss a widely held belief that nipples are inherently sexual. In less mammocentric cultures, other female features are more eroticized: Her neck in Japan, her feet in China, her buttocks in Africa, South America and the Caribbean. Most surveyed Global North women struggle to accept their bodies, and wellbeing researchers are at pains to explain the difference between commercial sexualisation and authentic sexuality. One generates sales, the other generates wellbeing. One objectifies, the other humanises. Although there are few remaining nerve endings in the patient's post nipple site, Langdon applies numbing cream just to be sure the experience is pleasant. Still, it's hard not to wince with imagined pain as a nipple is vivified under her needle. The patient's skin receives the pigments willingly. Between ink and flesh are intense powers of concentration and applied love. Langdon's attention is so tender it's as if she were inscribing her own child... It's like giving birth, she says. When a new nipple, indistinguishable from a real one, is born, women often cry, she says. I don't actually look at the tattoo in the mirror once we're done, she says. I look at the lady's face. The joy is very moving. The ladies leave on Cloud Nine.
0: more Weekend Reads, you can subscribe to The Weekend Read in Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.